Hello and welcome to an exposing edition of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. We're super excited to have Drywall Shorty, a.k.a. Lydia Crowder, with us today from Bozeman, Montana. You might be a little more accessible than you think. We talk about her dad. We talk about uh, coming up in the drywall industry, social media, her involvement with The Build Show, and how she deals with criticism on the internet. I think um, all of the social media, technology, all that stuff is starting to bring people together more in an industry where we're usually not together. Like, I mean, how often do you stop by another guy's job and like, you know, shoot the shit, like not very often, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody kind of just sticks to themselves. You stick with your groups, you stick with yeah. your people. And then like another drywaller comes on your job and you're like, what are you doing on here? Yeah. Like, Hit get the off skids. Plane, like get out of here. So, <laughs> I think, you're on the I phone. Think, you're on the phone with the GC. Hey, yeah. uh, yeah. we okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And that's, that's kind of how it's seen. It's like, Dude, you're moving into my turf. This is my builder. It's my job. Like get yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to tell you my secrets because yeah. that's how I finish. And that means that then you can make money that I'm making. Yeah. I, you know, so I think it's um, starting to change things a lot. And I yeah. think it's going to be making people more money. Also, understanding how difficult the trade actually is. Cause I, I don't think drywall is really usually looked at as like a skilled trade. It's more like a, just kind of like a labor intensive trade, but yeah, mud pigs, Lydia. we're mud pigs. Yes. Yeah. Right. I know, but like not everybody can do this and it's like, no. it's a long time to get good at it. Lydia is awesome. And I'm blown away by what she's accomplished in her career. The Drywall Podcast is brought to you by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. If you're curious about the Drywall Podcast and would like to come on and get interviewed or you know somebody that you would like to interview or anything, you can reach out to us at info at frescoharmony.com. Uh, you can listen to the Drywall Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and also YouTube. Without further ado, Lydia Crowder, Drywall Shorty. Let's get into it. Good. <laughs> Welcome to the Drywall Podcast, Lydia Crowder. Yes, thanks for having me. AKA Drywall Shorty. Yes. How'd you come up with the name Drywall Shorty? Um, it was kind of always just a nickname. Like when I was in high school, people would always just call me Shorty or like when I was younger because I was so short. So yeah. um, it just kind of stuck. So I was like, oh, what if we put Drywall and Shorty together and came together? Interesting. Because Shorty's a thing. There's a, there's, a, uh, there's a musician I listen to on podcasts called Trombone Shorty. Oh, but cool. Shorty is actually a thing, I think like in the hip hop world. Oh yeah. Might have gotcha. to do some more. I have to, I might, may have to do a little bit more research on <laughs> that. Uh, hopefully this won't be like the typical podcast. Um, we can be like free and say whatever we want and maybe yeah. cuss. I don't know. Do you cuss when you're on the job site? Yes. You talk like a trucker, oh, yeah. Yes. bad jokes, all that stuff. You can, oh yeah. You kind of have to be able to do that to work in this industry, I think, a little bit. Yeah, you do. You kind of have to be one of the guys, honestly. But the guys with the soft skin are fun to work around because they're fun to pick on, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, we're on the same page. <laughs> um, I remember drilling into dudes. I remember when I was in the union, we had these two guys that were like Christian dudes. Nothing against Christianity or all that. Like a disclaimer. Um they had to eat in a different area because like oh, yeah. the journeymen that I worked around were so rowdy, like with their banter that like they couldn't even eat around them. That's crazy. And that's yeah. just part of the job though. I mean, you just kind of get used to the way people talk and discuss things and it's just, nobody holds back around me. So I guess I kind of take it as like a badge of honor. Maybe they see me as like one of the guys. So they're sure. 
feel free you, to talk. you dish it you you yeah. dish it too don't you oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay All <laughs> right. if you didn't dish it you wouldn't be able to take it um yeah. 20 years yeah yeah i have to dish 20 it. years how'd you get started uh my dad he has a drywall business Okay. And just tell me if my questions are stupid and cliche and like, you're like, I've answered all these before. I want to answer something new. Like, just be like, you can feel free to talk about whatever you want. Okay, so you're second generation. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. My dad, let's see. He started down in Atlanta. Um, started with the company doing smooth wall touch-ups and then, um, we moved up here to Montana and then he started his own business and then worked for a couple guys around here. And then he's had his own contracting business for, uh, Oh my God. I don't even know now. Um, probably like 30 some years at okay. least. So he's been in the business for a long time. He's still in the business. Yeah. He still is. He's 60. Oh my God, how old are you now? 65 <laughs> or 66. And he's still working. Yeah. Yeah. He still works. Are yeah. you working for his company? No, right. My no. husband and I have our own company, and but we do actually do some stuff for my dad. We got, sure. um, he's got like four jobs in October and he just can't do them all. So we're no. going to do one of them for him. He's doing all his own work or is he subbing it out mostly? He does all his own work. He primarily does um, small stuff like remodels or small okay. work. All right. So if he gets like a big job, he'll usually be like, Hey, I need you guys to come over here and kind of tackle this one for me. I mean, one of them is like a 450 board smooth wall, smooth lid. So he's not allowed to do that anymore. You're not hanging though. You guys sub that um, out, right? Yes. Yeah. We have hangers. And what about texture guys? Mm, that's us. You guys texture too. Mm -hmm. 450 board house, smooth finish, level five. What kind of time are we looking at on that? To you and your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan. Yes. Can't believe I remember that. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Ryan, the background. Yes. The, the man behind the woman. Yes. Or beside the woman, as it were. Yeah, as it were. Yeah. Our, PC, our PC day and age. He's uh, the one I bounce everything off of. Like, is that a good idea? Mm, I don't know. It's kind of like my like, sounding board. So, like what? Like, what do you bounce off, Ryan? Uh, um, I'll be like, Hey, I think this is a good idea for a post, or maybe we should talk okay. about this and then we'll really, come yeah. Um, I don't know if I follow Ryan, like, like he's not, on, he's not on social. He doesn't even mess with it. He's like, you know what? I'm fine. Letting Lydia just have all the, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. We'll get into social media too. Cause like, I'm fat, obviously I'm fascinated with social media and stuff. So maybe you said, Hey, Nick wants to do a podcast on this crazy new drywall podcast. You think I should do that? Is that something you bounce off him? No, I just no. was like, yeah, no. Um, but what do I, what do we bounce? I'll like, um, like if I'm a little unsure about a video, I'll have him look at it or like, eh, I don't know if I should show maybe this technique with something or um, kind of stuff like that. Are you constantly worried about like getting shit from people or like, you know, you know how the drywallers are, especially on the Facebook pages. It's like, they just are ruthless and you've received, I, I don't know for sure, yeah. but I know you've probably received harsh criticism. Like, yes. how do you deal with that? How do you deal with like people coming on and being like, nice try woman or whatever, whatever they might say. Um, well, I'm responsible for myself and myself only. Yeah. So Good. if they don't like it, then that's fine. They don't have to like it. I'm not sure. saying you have to do things my way or you have to like what I'm doing. And that's fine. My work yeah. stands for itself. I mean, we've been in yeah. the business for 20 years. We're constantly busy. We don't sit. We have as much work as we want. Yeah. So that in itself speaks volumes, I think. Yeah. And that, you know, I know what I leave my jobs. Like I know the work that I do. I know the hard work I put into things. I know where my standard is and yeah. the jobs that we turn out are perfect. So, yeah. you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. You guys, but are I'm not good. responsible for your feelings about me. Yeah. And now do you ever get caught up where you like, will engage like with somebody from time to time, you can't help yourself. You get into this and it like goes back and forth a little bit and you're like, catch yourself and you're like, what am I even doing arguing with this person? There have been many times I have written out <laughs> a response and I've been like, 
nope, don't, don't not, go there. It's not, not even worth my time to engage <laughs> with this person right now. And I just delete, I delete my whole response. So it really depends on what it is. And I try to come at things with an educational yeah. perspective most of the time, because Good. I have contacts with companies that the normal person just doesn't. No, so sure. I can shoot off an email and be like, Hey, USG, is this actually what this does? There was, um, there was right. a really interesting one where the guy, a guy was saying that a level five finish was on, was in hospitals because it made sure the germs couldn't penetrate yeah. the drywall. And yeah. I was like, I've heard that. Um, Absolutely. I don't, that, I don't know if that's right. So I yeah. shot to USG and they're like, yeah, we don't have any scientific information to back that up. So. <laughs> well, it makes sense though, because texture catches dust. Mm -hmm. it can, it's dust more, they're saying it's more in the paint where you get that yeah that seal yeah. not like from the drywall mud mm -hmm. itself it's more the paint that's doing the ceiling yeah because we worked on a uh, nike world campus when i was first starting when i was an apprentice and uh, yeah. up in portland oregon and beaverton and then also in uh, uh intel and in the clean oh, rooms cool. that's part of the the clean aspect of the clean yeah. rooms too germs yeah. catching dust like all of that i'm yeah. sure it goes into the paint but i don't know the like logistics or the scientific around that. But I do yeah. know texture does get, oh, Here, here's, a, here's a funny, for instance, like, you know, when you put the outlet covers back on, you probably deal yeah. with this from time to time. Like some people turn the, the, the little line up and some people turn it out sideways. Well, yes. for the longest time, when we put the outlet covers back on, I would turn the line up like, cause it's like, Maybe, or maybe I was turning it sideways. I don't know. I can't remember. There, there's like a way that everybody does it though. I think it's oh. up. I think it's okay. up in alignment with, it's up in alignment with the, the outlet. Okay, gotcha, and, yeah. And, and and I was turning it sideways, I think, because maybe it just looked better to me that way. Yeah. But at least I was turning them all the same way. And the builder was like, he, the builder, I was doing his own private home and he kind of laughed at me. And, and I was like, well, what difference does it make anyways? He's like, well, if you turn that little line sideways, it's going to catch dust. <laughs> like, dude, get wow. the hell out okay. of here. Okay. Get, <laughs> out, get out of here, dude. That's like next level. Um, fun fact, fun fact. Uh, what else do we got? So wait, two, 450 board house, level five. How long, how long is it going to take you and your husband to complete that? I don't know how complex it is. It's really going to depend yeah. on vaults, um, ceiling heights. I, it's just getting framed right now. So okay. I would say it'll probably take us about a month, give or take. Yeah. Okay. That seems pretty realistic with two people. Hi, yeah. that's a, a big house. Yeah. You got some vaults, a little bit of staging, like all that. Hopefully That's no wrapped windows. We did one, um, man, right, right around COVID that was huge. It was massive. And all the ceilings were like 12 foot, 10 foot. All the windows were full wrap, the entire thing. Yeah. All People don't them. understand that is a huge difference in time. Yeah. We then, don't, we don't charge extra for that. Um, like I was telling Jack, I gave, we just, I just bid a whole house in Fresco Harmony. All I do is Fresco. Yeah. So I just did a whole house and we'll do small jobs, big jobs, but you know, I keep him going and it's kind of a simple formula, yeah. but like, uh, the job that we did, I, I took off 50 cents a square foot because it was up to the windows. It wasn't like the windows were wrapped in trim. Um, there was crown molding. So you don't have to cut in nice. the, ceil the ceiling yeah. wall transition. That's nice. Um, and then the job we're on now, we're doing like extra. And the the person that I did the bid for is like sort of one of those complaining about the bid, trying to haggle yeah. that we're training like this drywall guy. We're doing something very special. And we're he's like, no, well, just because I sell the product so they can train the drywall dude, maybe if they want to try and save money. And I like the guy. I'm like, sure, we'll train him. But be forewarned, this one's kind of tricky. Like, and Jack and I have been speculating on whether or not he's going to be able to pull it off because it's like window return, door returns, yeah. bull, bull nose. We're doing the yeah. swirl. It's kind of fancy. And then we're doing like a urethane, like a water-based urethane. So we're doing two, oh, coat, wow. two coats of sealer and a coat of urethane. And I gave him a really yeah. good price. And like, I'm like, and it's a two-part urethane that 
like you kind of squirt it on and then trowel it off. Okay. Yeah. And it's, and it makes the wall like bulletproof because it's like an Ayurvedic clinic. So they they're throwing like oil all over the wall and shit. So like it has to have this specialty sealer, you know, to be, to be super bond. So I already made a sample and we tested, like we just drizzled some oil onto the sample. And like, I was like, see, and like, just let it sit there forever, you know, and you could wipe it off. And, uh, anyways, that difference between that job and the other job, it's huge. It's more than 50 cents a square foot. It's like, it's going to take way longer and I'm going to make less money. So that balance is tricky with the square footage pricing and things like that. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Well, yeah. And you, sometimes you just don't know, like you get into it and you're like, you can see it on the blueprints or you can see it while it's being framed. But then once the board is up and there's like details, you're like, oh, I didn't think that was going to look like that. Or I didn't yeah. think that was going to turn out quite that way. Or those ceilings are way higher than I thought they were. Yeah. I always make changes too. There's always a little, especially with those big customs, there's always my new changes that they're making. Yeah. That. Now is it challenging? Is it challenging for you to go in and like alter your bid after you've given a bid and you come in and you're like, dude, I didn't know we're doing reveal bead along the entire baseboard of the house. <laughs> this is going to yeah, cost that would it. definitely be a change. That would be a, <laughs> um, we didn't discuss this. Um, <laughs> okay. We need right. to add on like a lot of money here. So uh, tell me really quick, what's the name of your company? Is it Drywall Shorty? <laughs> uh, no, our, we, our company that um, we own is Trinity Drywall. Okay. Trinity Drywall. Neat. Neat. Yeah. And you have a logo and stuff. I'll get you to send me your logo and all that. Yeah. I think most people just know me as Drill Shorty. So we don't really like advertise at all with our business name. It's just kind of whatever. Maybe you should just call Trinity Drywall Shorty Drywall. I know. I think we might (laughs) change it. DSD. Yeah. DSD. That would work. But Daniel Osborne is DDS. Oh. Hmm. I think. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I I I like branding stuff and marketing and and yeah. so all that kind of, all that kind of stuff appeals to me. Yeah, um fun. obviously I make a podcast. What a nightmare. But um they're so fun. They're like so yeah. fun to talk to drywall people and and I'm so grateful that you came on the show. It's like uh, my here's like my opinion of of drywall shorty is that she's like you know, this is my original opinion. Oh, she's unapproachable. And even like the drywall chicks and like there, yeah. you can't talk to them. And then I went to Intex and it was like, nobody was talking to them. And I walked up and just talked to them and they were super sweet and you were super yeah. sweet. And we were hanging out with Scott and, you know, looking at all his new tools and um, it was super chill. And uh, so I was a little hesitant. Well, I don't want to, you know, I want to maybe have drywall shorty on as the first guest, but I'm just sort of pulling people out of a hat. I don't really care. It's kind of like the characters that emerge on the Facebook pages more than anything, more yeah. more so than other characters. And I'm like, I wonder what that person's really like, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that part has been cool because yeah. you get on here and it's not like I'm just, te- I'm mentioning something in a comment about how you're stupid. It's like, well, I can't really, (laughs) we're talking. I can't really talk shit about you right now. (laughs) So that part's kind of neat. Uh, And I'm not looking at text. I have like uh, a list of questions here that I really haven't gotten into too much. I don't really do a list of questions normally. I just let the conversation go. But uh, also I like to try new things. Oh, sounds Um, good. And we kind of covered, you made time for the Drywall Podcast. Have you listened to any episodes yet? I have not listened to any episodes. Oh my gosh. I am like so behind on listening to podcasts and videos. And That's and the- right. Well, that goes into my next question because you work with Build. Yes. So how did that come to be? And I met a character with Build that you were with at Intex. What yeah, was that his- would be Andy. That would be Andy. Super nice yeah. guy. He's involved with Build. Tell me a little bit about Build and what they're up to. Yeah. So Build, there's Build Show, and that's Matt Reisinger, and he's been on YouTube. Um, I don't even know how long. He's almost at a million followers on YouTube. So then Matt decided he wanted. I know, right? 
How the hell do you get to him? I'm, I'm impressed with a hundred thousand. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's, cool. at, he, he's almost at a million. They're thinking he'll probably hit a million in like the next couple months. Good for him. That is yeah. awesome. So he started sharing just building science stuff and he's been sharing it for a long time on YouTube. And then he wanted to start something that was a, a group of a lot of people that are experts in their field. Okay. So then they started off, I think with five guys and then it just keeps growing and growing. So then they invited me to do be part of the build show network is what it's called. Okay. So then it's just all of us that are experts in different things, putting out weekly videos, going over whatever we want to talk about. Okay. And I mean, are you generating revenue from that is mm -hmm. okay. So they pay you to be a part of it or do you generate revenue from the content? Um, I generate revenue from doing videos every month. So they okay. pay me per video. And then I have a okay. film guy here that's local that comes and films and then they edit it and send it to build. Nice. And then Andy is like my, um, I don't know, agent. I, I don't know if agent's the right word. Anyway. That's kind of who, what he was saying. He like kind of yeah. man, manages Drywall Shorty a little bit, that yeah. brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if somebody wants to work with me, I send them to Andy. Andy works out the contracts, the payments, all of that stuff. And then um, I kind of jump in at the end. So it takes now, a lot off my plate because I'm not having to go back and forth with a company for, you know, a month negotiating and doing all that stuff. Well, the filming and editing, uh, Lydia, if I had somebody to do that, I don't, I would just go on vacation all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know it's super nice because I don't have to edit anything. And the editorials, yeah. so editorials for companies and Build Show edits all of those. So okay. we film and they get sent to Build and then Build puts it together and then it gets um, posted on the website. So. And I like how simple the content is. It's simple. Yeah. It's straightforward. Um, you, I was looking at some of your, I subscribed to your YouTube page. I was looking at oh, some of your, you. and you know, my apologies, but like. I know, I know. That's so awesome. So if you don't know and see, see our listening audience won't be able to see that. I mean, yeah. maybe if I, but like, we'll say that like Lydia just showed me, she just crossed over a hundred thousand followers on YouTube. Congratulations for that. Cue the applause um, sound <laughs> in post. <laughs> um, that is spectacular. Now, so maybe you look at, at this rising your character is like, oh, a million that, that I'm aspiring. Me, like I can't even fathom a, a hundred thousand followers. That that's that is quite a quite a, an achievement. Congratulations. I I didn't think it was any, I don't know. I just started just I kind of just jumped on there and started reposting content I've already posted. Okay. Elsewhere. Um I wasn't really taking it seriously and I still I'm not posting on there that much, maybe like twice a week. So it's, it's all the shorts. I've had quite a few videos go kind of like crazy on there. So Ooh. it's all, all in the, in the short content. Now, have you there. used, have you used that yet? Drywall shorty, drywall <laughs> shorts, like that sort of, uh, no, no, I haven't used that at all. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think you could use that a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. The dry, the drywall, drywall short, shorts. the drywall short. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and I'm impressed too with the amount of content that you put out. And is that just, I mean, do you have the guy come to the job a certain amount of times per week? How do you work that? So the build show videos, we film all in one go. So we'll make a film date and we just film four. So it usually takes us about an hour and a half to two hours. And we just sit there and we just go okay. bang, 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 bang and get yeah, those yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to be like stopping constantly no. pulling out the camera. Ryan doesn't want to be videoing. He, you know, yeah. you get into the flow. Yeah. And it's oh, like, yeah. no, I'm boxing today. I'm going to like box this whole bitch out, you know, and like yeah. it's happening. Yeah. Um, we've gotten to a point where if there's something we have to get done, we'll do it first thing before we even start because okay. it's just easier. Yeah. That way we have it out of the way. It's done. And we know, like, okay, got that obligation done. Now we can get to work. Right. Because I do lots of cool stuff that should be filmed, but I'm just never filming because I'm hard. like, I want to get it done. I don't yeah. want to mess with filming. Yeah. Um, yesterday I was doing, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there's a little tool that mixes paint into caulking. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's called a color, create a color. And yeah. so it comes as a special caulking tube and you pull the back off of it. And there's a little tool that screws on 
and then you put in 15 cc's of the whatever match paint and you mix the caulk and then uh you go to the job and like the client had like there was a little gap next to the door in the fresco harmony so i matched the the color caulk with the fresco harmony color because we also have match paints and uh yeah i was like i should have filmed this whole fucking thing because <laughs> it's, it's interesting yeah yeah we try and just kind of like throw the phone up or just do like as many short things as we can because it's way easier to film less than a minute of content than it is to film like five minutes of content. yeah so it's how do we make it so it fits in our work schedule but then it's still interesting but then short enough it's grabbing people's attention yeah so i think that's probably the trickiest thing is keep it short keep it informative and be able to get it and then still get your work done yep yep <laughs> another because t- i have you like i have you yeah. for like an hour i can ask you any <laughs> yeah i definitely have a couple of annoying people that i've gotten gotten into it. has it gone so far where you've had to like maybe block someone or like somebody's bugging you so much and they're just like trolling you like mad. Yeah, I've, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like if somebody's like continually on comment uh, or commenting like five, six, seven times in a row, I'm just being super rude. I'm just like, don't block. Like I used okay. to like give people like chance after chance and like try and talk to them and, and work through it. And now I'm just like, no, you're just going to get blocked. Like You're nicer than I am. Um, yeah, like I'll answer a question. If you have a question about what I'm doing, but if you're coming on just saying that's bullshit, you know, yeah, you're stupid. It's, just, no. it's like, well, got time for that. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. And I'm not even going to engage at that point or I don't want to, yeah. you know, I try and explain most of the time, like what our process is. Cause some people might not understand like running the one of the, probably like the most misunderstood and hated videos ever, especially on Facebook is, um, running windows with the angle box. So there's a tool that you put on the angle box to run your bead. So it does your, you know, put your mud on your outside corners and then you install your bead after people don't understand what it is doing. And like, I've explained, they're like, Oh, why would you, that's so stupid. Just do it by hand. I'm like, no, you guys aren't understanding. We've got like 50 windows in this house. This speeds up the process for us immensely. I'm not yeah. going to go around and install 50. No, like when you're putting on tape on bead, yeah. it like squirts the mud onto yeah. the corner. Like exactly. instead of yeah. like running that corner. No, I get yeah. that. I would yeah. get that. I would bust that tool out and clean it for like four windows. I know, right? It really saves so much time. And it's like people just are like, it's messy. And it's like, well, you're also running mud through an angle box through a small tool. You can't be running real thick mud with that. Like, yeah, it might be a little yeah. drippy, but I'll tell you, you can walk into a job and you would never be able to tell how we installed that bead. Cause like, it's like trying to get like through that process with people, yeah. like it blew- yeah, guys, it just drywall. It's going to be messy. Sometimes we're literally putting wet, slippery yeah. mud on a wall. Like it blows me away that you get that you would get shit for that. But then also like not running the tools blows me away too, which, you know, yeah. we get, we can get into that. I mean, you know, God bless the uh, the non-tool runners and the you know the proud <laughs> the proud holdouts. I know, right? It, <laughs> I I don't know if it's regional. Like, I don't know if it's more East Coast West Coast thing because West Coast everybody's running tools. You rarely run into a hand finisher out here. I was in the union. They were running the tools, and yeah. then like I kept wanting to run the tools, but they wouldn't let me, you know, cause I was oh. slow and sucky cause I was an apprentice <laughs> yeah, and you know. they were like, get away from me, you know, say names and like, you know, go <laughs> carry that water, but go get me more water. And then, you know, and then the bucket wouldn't be clean enough or whatever, you know, like yeah. union guys are like really picky, like clean, oh. mixing. but it was good. Cause I learned very good techniques. Yeah. Um, I remember, when I was first learning the I had the, the water bucket like this far away from the mud bucket and I was taking the water back and forth mm-hmm. and the dream kicked that bucket next to right up next to the <laughs> stop slopping water, you know, <laughs> like, and it taught me to be like super hyper clean. Hence, like yeah. I just commented on the rug on my mixing area. Yes. So when you're using a mixing area, you use a piece of old sheetrock, it gets all chewed up and nasty and wet. 
dude, yeah. a little chunk of carpet, it absorbs <laughs> all that water and it prevents your buckets from slipping. It's like, nice. that's thing. sweet. I've never done that before. We'll have it, to do that. Oh, it works like a champ and it keeps, yeah. your, it keeps everything tidy and super clean. Your yes. bucket's not like sliding all over and it's not all, you know, how the, the mixing area gets gummy. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You kind of like drop mud here and there. You got water on the floor. It's ripping up the board and then your yep. bucket rips up the board. Yeah. Yeah. So when, even when I moved, so I moved from Portland to Arizona, they were still running the tools down in Arizona. Yeah. And it wasn't until I went up to Colorado that uh, they were running the box tools, but they were running the banjo. And okay. I was like, oh, well in the union, they only ran the banjo for like fire taping and to train the apprentices. Like that was yeah. like a, you know, they didn't really, and, but these guys were taping houses with the banjo. Like it was serious business. Interesting. Two banjos. Oh. And they're, then they were fast. Like yeah. I still was faster <laughs> with, the, with the bazooka, but um, yeah. you know, people will, people will debate that all day long, but you run the bazooka. Yes. Yes. I'm not as good as Ryan is like, He's the like he's really good, but I can okay. do it. Let's get some, how, how come we don't have any footage of uh, Ryan running the bazooka? Uh we do. We do. You do? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll have to post that. We'll have to post a little Ryan. I love watching good bazooka people run the yeah. bazooka. It's yes. kind no, of fun. It's really it's a weird like satisfaction thing. Yes. That, that no, flies. That really flies still it. bugging you. I have like roses right <laughs> next to me, so they're just kind of hanging out like right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's an imperfect world I lydia know. I know. they've actually been really good this year we haven't had like a lot of bugs but i don't know why they're all out right now and our we have to be outside with our dogs we have two german shepherds and when we get home the first thing we have to do is go outside and sit out back with them and watch them run around the yard yeah but we have to have the door open so they can come inside outside inside so we yeah. always end up with bugs everywhere. you have a dog door no, we have this like a um, a French door. A French door. Yeah, I wish we had a slider because we could do a dog door. But yeah, yeah, we have a dog door. She runs up. We have a Labradane. Oh, what? It's Is it a black... lab and a Great Dane? Yeah, <gasps> she's the goofiest dog. And on oh, Instagram, God. there's a hashtag Labradanes of Instagram. You gotta check it out. They are that goofy. would be like my dream dog. I've always wanted a Great Dane. We have. She's very smart. And she's yeah. like majestic. And then she's like super goofy. Like she got all the like great Dane goofiness, but she's oh, like yeah, very so smart and she's super protective. Yes. She's a riot. She sounds hilarious. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I want one. That's but like we have awesome. a big, we have a big dog door out the garage and then she's, she can go out anytime she wants. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. She rules the roost. I was just talking to to Jack this morning. My guy Jack sort of vets um, all of the uh, all of the content, kind of. Mm. Uh, he he's kind of a podcast guy. Um, and what, that was the other question I was going to ask you. He's kind of a podcast guy, but uh, um, he really liked the Chad Hesher podcast, and I I appreciate his opinion because we talked more about like tools and technical stuff. So I was trying to go there a little bit more with you. Some yeah. people will just go on tangents. Um, the Ian Crosby uh, Masterpiece Finishers uh, podcast just uh, launched today. Oh, and nice. It's, it's good. It's like yeah. he he's up in uh, West Virginia and it's super nice guy. And he's like a mandolin player and he runs. Oh, wow. And uh, really cool dude. Um, uh, but yeah, and then we I talk about plaster and stuff with him. But so the podcast, um, what type of podcast do you listen to? I mean, there's not a lot of dry, drywall podcasts out there. So I'm guessing you must be listening to like bit more build oriented podcasts or do you, what do you like? I'm just not even, I'm not really a big podcast listener because I feel like yeah. I can't, I don't have headphones at work. I just have a big radio. Oh, okay. Headphones, I don't know why. They always like hurt my ears. By the end of the yeah. day, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, my ears are killing me. Yeah, so yeah. So I just like throw on Spotify or Sirius XM and just jam out at work. Frank Zappa. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I'm in the mood for. <laughs> what do you like listen? Brunch or. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, dude, seriously. I guess you need to move those flowers. Um, <laughs> I listened to um like hard rock, 90s 
um yeah dance music i don't know i'm from washington so yeah Yeah, i I mean i was back in that age so okay here's a question for you soundgarden pearl (laughs) jam allison chains nirvana give me your uh give me your give me the best to least best Oh man, I love Soundgarden. I like really fell in love with all of their stuff. I'm so yeah. sad about Chris Cornell. Like he was so so talented. Well, and so, he's and he's kind of a heartthrob. Yeah. So I think I would go. I would go Soundgarden, Nirvana. Okay. And then what were the? And then there was Pearl Jam. And then what was the other one? Allison Chains. Yeah, and then I think I'd go Pearl Jam and then Allison Chains. The. My thinking about the podcast was that drywall, the way they engage the same with like the drywall groups, mm-hmm. that they would have that type of interest. And it's kind of going there. We're getting uh, yeah. fo- we're getting follows every day, um, which is really okay. unique because Fresco Harmony has always been challenging to market. Yes, it's new and different, but it's like so different. I didn't, I did not anticipate the reluctance, you know, to try something new, like that whole aspect yeah. of the drywall industry, like just really hit me sideways. Like, cause maybe I was just too, too like more innovative for my time or whatever, but I've been doing it for 17 years now. It's crazy. You know, um, part of me is sad that I don't get to play with all the new tools, you know, but, um, the drywall podcast being more drywall oriented, it's been cool that it's been capturing some interests, like, you know, like, out of the <clears throat> I think, um, all of the social media technology, all that stuff is starting to bring people together more in an industry where we're usually not together. Like, hey, how often do you stop by another guy's job and like, you know, shoot the shit? Like not very often, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody kind of just sticks to themselves. You stick with your groups, you stick with yeah. your people. And then like another drywaller comes on your job and you're like, what are you doing on here? Yeah. Like, you're- Hit get the off skids. Night, like, get out of here. So, I think you're on the I phone. Think, you're on the phone with the GC. Hey, yeah. Uh, we okay? Yeah, I know, right? And that's that's kind of how it's seen. It's like, dude, you're moving in on my turf. This is my builders, my job. Like, get yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to tell you my secrets because yeah, that's how I finish, and that means that then you can make money that I'm making. Yeah, I, you know, so I think it's um starting to change things a lot, and I yeah. Hope it's going to be making people more money. Also understanding how difficult the trade actually is. Cause I, I don't think drywall is really usually looked at as like a skill trade. It's more like a, just kind of like a labor intensive trade, but yeah, mud it's, pigs, it's Lydia, we're mud pigs. Yes. Yeah. Right. I know, but like not everybody can do this and it's like, no. it's a long time to get good at it. I was at a party in Santa Fe, kind of a hoity-toity sort of event. Uh, yeah. My uh, brother-in-law, he uh, he's big in the magazine world up in New York, and he uh, oh, wow. he, start, he started a magazine called uh, Santa Fe Magazine. Oh, cool! And his my sister-in-law, his sister writes screenplays, and they're kind of with the in crowd in Santa Fe. There's a whole dynamic between Santa Fe and Albuquerque. It's kind of funny. Okay. Albuquerque being the more ghetto of the two cities yes Santa Fe being you know the art whatever and uh I was talking to uh, I was talking to this one lady that writes plays and her husband has this whole weed thing but he's an actor and they're both really cool people and we were talking about the podcast and I was and I was like it's a drywall podcast she was like drywall and she said something that like solidified exactly what you're saying like that this trade is like super underappreciated. And I laughed and, but I dove right into that. Like, oh, that's interesting. You know, like, you know, like almost sometimes painters get more respect. And to me, it's, uh, that always blows me away that A, how much painters make, no shame, but like they make good money for going in and painting a house when drywall is like, to me, 10 times harder. I don't know. I mean, am I wrong? No, it's, I think the big thing is it's so hard on your body. Like people don't understand yeah. how difficult running the tools are holding a pan or a hawk in your, in your hand all day. Um, you know, the scales it takes to be able to walk on stilts and do all of the things that we do that make it look so easy. And then they try it and they're like, oh, you know, and I think it kind of almost gets a bad rap too, because it's, it's messy. You know, we, we kind of yeah. can be a little bit messier of a trade and it kind of 
picks up what am I trying to say here? getting started is cheap essentially you could buy a That's pan true. a knife yeah a bucket and mixing paddle and you could go finish so I think it kind of gets those people that are kind of don't know where to go or where they fit in in the trade so they're yeah. like I don't know I'll just try drywall and yeah. then um some are good and some are bad there's a lot of bad drywall out there yeah good drywall out there but I think and a, and a lot of crackheads for lack of a better word yeah yeah <laughs> and a lot of a lot of alcoholics a lot of guys yeah. that don't show up a lot of people yeah. that you know flake off or have to get half of their paycheck before they even start or like yeah. ah sorry i couldn't make it in today my car didn't start you know there's yeah but that's kind of construction in general but i, I think things are starting to change it's kind of like the trades are having a little bit of like a, a renaissance moment of you can be professional. You can be respectful. Yeah. You can be a small business owner. You can, you know, have all of these things that you've dreamed of having in construction and you can do well at it. Yeah. Just getting more yeah. organized, you know, like. Yeah. Changing of the guard, maybe too. Yeah. Younger. I mean, although there's less younger people coming up, um, you know, the older, uh, more resistant crowd is sort of graduating out yeah yeah and i think you know our generation was you are only going to be successful if you go to school um yeah you have to, you have to go to college what are you going to do yeah. with your life work in the trades and mm -hmm. there's this whole generation that did go to school yeah and they hate it and yeah they went to school and then they like I, I i two of the dudes i work with in colorado had college degrees yeah hanging board it's so it's it's <laughs> you, you get so much satisfaction out of it. Like yesterday it was like 95 degrees in the house. We're all just dripping sweat everywhere. You're yeah. working your butt off, but man, it's like, when you get done at the end of the day, you really feel like you accomplished something and it feels mm -hmm. satisfactory and you might not want to move off the couch and like, you're like, Oh my God. Ugh. But yeah, it's like, you can't get that anywhere else. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's addicting, honestly. And I think yeah. that's why people have wood shops and things like that in their houses, or they're doing remodeling projects because mm -hmm. they, they love it and yeah. it's fun. So did you know you were going to uh, be in the drywall trade? Your dad, your dad was doing drywall. Did you looked, you kind of looked up to him. You were like, I want to do that. I want to follow in the old man's footsteps. Um, I had always helped him out when I was younger and like, we would go on jobs, spot screws, clean, scrape, um, just kind of help move him around on scaffolding, you know, just kind of like random stuff yeah. when I was younger. And then I graduated high school. And then I, um, what's funny is my cousin worked for my dad. And then my roommate at the time also worked for my dad and my cousin and my roommate were best friends. So I moved in with him and then we were both going to college and then I would help him on the weekends work for my dad. So we would go and like, you know, say he was working on a duplex or something. I would go with him and then we'd all work together. Um, and then I went for a semester to college, completely flunked out, uh, yeah. partied way too much yeah. and was like, this is stupid. Why am I? Well, college is good for partying. That's for sure. Oh yeah. And we live close to campus. So it was fun time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was just working in like a retail job and I didn't like it. I had to start at like five o'clock in the morning because yeah. it was at the airport and I was like, I don't, I'm 18. I don't want to be. Like, this is all in Bozeman or yeah. you went to college yeah, in Bozeman. What was yeah, it? Yeah, so Montana State University. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, so I just kind of didn't know what I was doing with my life. And my dad was like, do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, sure. Because I'd already been helping my roommate out and it just kind of just fit. And that worked pretty well. Yeah, it worked out really well. So he didn't let me off easy though. That's for no, sure. No, no like made you work your way up gave you oh, yeah. raises and stuff so you started yeah. low and yeah so yeah. so when you peeled off from him uh how long did you work for him before you started uh drywall shorty drywall <laughs> <laughs> so DSD. Actually, um oh man i've been working for my dad for about a year when i got Ryan a job working for my dad. So we both okay. worked for my dad. So I ah. was 19, I think, and he was 20 or 21. He must have been 20. 
I'm trying to remember back because I started when I was 18 and then I think he was 20 when he started with my dad, but we were and dating. Ryan like, was uh, new? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So he was kind of like my apprentice for a while. Like, oh, lovely. I was, I was in charge of teaching him how to do stuff. So that was yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and then we had a great crew that we had probably five or six guys at that time, maybe like we did a lot in a big subdivision here and the houses were all huge custom. Um, so, you know, my dad was just kind of at that point, the runaround guy dropping materials off, making sure everything was organized. And then we were yeah. all getting the work done. And, um, it was such a great crew that everybody was so fun. And well, you were probably good apprentice and then Ryan was good apprentice and then mm -hmm. like, which they appreciated. And then yeah. That's makes such a difference to have cool dudes that you work around and you can go oh, play poker okay. and hang out with after work and drink beers and whatever, you know, that's, that's a big yeah. deal. It is. And it made it a great learning environment because they yeah. all treated me equally and fairly and they would take the time to explain things to me, right. which was awesome. And you know, that's such a huge part of it. Like if nobody's explaining or teaching you how to do things, you're never going to get any better. Yep. And you're just going to sit there and be stagnant in a trade. And it's yep. why I stay there. And that, that energy on the Facebook groups too, that like, don't ask any questions on here. Otherwise you're going to get yeah. bombarded by your, you know, why are you on here asking questions? It's like, yes, you need to, sometimes you just got to ask a question. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It blows me away. Yeah. The, the square footage questions, what, what makes me so like a, like they don't bother me at all yeah. because I remember asking my boss in Crested Butte, like about square footage. That was always confusing to me. Like, how do you bid the job? That's an interesting yeah. question, uh, especially if you don't know or have never done it. And it's not rocket science. It's like, we just charge square footage. You just take yeah. the length and the width of a wall and you multiply those numbers together and that's your square footage. And then you can yes. charge whatever, whatever square footage you think is necessary. So that wall is a hundred square feet, you know, it's going to take X amount of time to do and you can, but I, you can even do easier than that and be like, you know, I was like, what do you charge per square foot? And, you know, back then, I think that was around 18 years ago, he was at a dollar 30. Oh, Wow. Um, in Crested Butte, Colorado, high-end um, yeah. custom homes, big old, big old homes. And uh, we, there was a plaster company that came in from uh, Phoenix called Hopper Finishers. And uh, my boss, for the most part, kept me off the job because he knew I was up to like coloring mud and like th these types of things. And they were all secretive with their methods. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, uh, my boss and the crew were like, they're like mice in the corner, like learning all the little tricks. And, Cause we ended up doing the downstairs. Like the contractor hired us to do the downstairs and oh, uh, nice. they were getting $12 a square foot. And I was like, Ooh. Oh, I'm in the wrong trade. That was the instant <sighs> thought that I had was like, I'm, I need to be doing specialty walls. And that's oh. why, that's why I shifted. And it's still that way. It's still yeah. that way. I mean, I'm at like 350 a square foot, 250. I just bid a whole house at 250, which is still a lot of work for uh, yeah. for for that square footage price. But um, uh, they're still getting like 10, 12 dollars a square foot for like American clay variants, some of these specialty yeah. acrylic finishes, and they have to because it's a pain in the ass. Oh, it's so much. It's it's so much work. Not only that, you have to be running a a decent sized crew. So you're not running into cold joints and you're keeping everything fresh, working fresh plaster and fresh plaster. And like, yep. it's not easy. Like we've yep. done some and some jobs have gone really well and some jobs have not gone so great. So it's kind of one of yeah. those things like, uh, it stresses me out and we're just like not set up for it. Like yeah, just yeah. Ryan and I, like we can't go in and, and bang out a big house. Like we would be there forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's so labor intensive, but there is a really cool guy around town um, that has a pretty big plaster company and he does beautiful, beautiful work. He does a lot of Tadalacat, I think is how you say it. Tadalact. Tadalact. Tadalact? Tadalact. Yeah. And then uh, 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 Ian Crosby, the the one, the episode that dropped today, we talk about Tadalact a little bit. He's yeah. familiar with it. Yeah. So Jeremy is his name and he owns New Age Artisans. And I think he's okay. got. I don't even know how big his crew is, but he's got a decent amount of women on his crew too. So it's super cool. But 
they're doing these super, super high-end Yellowstone clubhouses. I mean, nice. I don't even know what they're charging a foot, but he's really set up to do that. And he's been, man, he's been in the Valley for a long time. He's a super nice guy. He should, he's the one that should be throwing up the Fresco Harmony. Yeah. Like we're going to get him, get him rolling with the Fresco. Yeah. He is um, Limestrong. <clears throat> Limestrong. Yeah. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. The, the guy that did it, um, he's out of Salt Lake City. And then he was a plaster for, I think, about 15 or 20 years and then started making his own plaster. Okay. So it's yeah, like, it's a lime based plaster. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I think it's um, pretty new. I think he just came out with it maybe the past couple of years. Nice. Yeah. He came out with what? Limestrong, the company. That's his own like product? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And he's out of Montana? No, he's out of Salt Lake City. He's his out of Salt Lake City. Yeah. He's out of Salt Lake City. His name is Ryan Limestrong. Yeah. Ryan sells to Jeremy. Yes. The product out of Salt Lake City called Limestrong. Okay. Yeah. Our, actually, our local um, lumber and supplies place carries it too. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah, they're, they're supplying a, they're supplying a dude up there. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. Where do you get your supplies at and stuff? <sighs> Wherever pretty much. I yeah. mean, there's the Kenyan Noble, Steelers, Northwest Drywall Supply. Okay. Um, kind of just depends on who has what, who has what we want. Um, sure. so it just depends on, who's got the latest truck in okay. really all right home depot Lowe's, kind of yeah. just we don't have a lot of options we've got yeah. two drywall specialty stores but they also do metal framing and all that those kind yeah. of supplies too and roofing yep. and stuff so it kind of just depends on who's got what at the moment okay. where you can find it yeah yeah interesting yeah very cool and yeah. so going back to uh, you started you starting with uh, Ryan, that was kind of an interesting vein. Um, working with your husband, does that yeah. ever, do you guys ever get at each other's throats? Is it like too much time? He seems like such a cool dude and you seem yeah. like super laid back. Like, so, but does it get stressful sometimes working with your significant yes. other? You guys are together a lot. Yes, we are together all the time, but yeah. it's good because we like really have a flow. Like we walk on a job, we both know exactly what we're doing and there's no arguing about it, but it took us a while to get there. It really did. Oh, yeah. I was very strong headed. He was strong headed and we both wanted to do things our way. And we would be like, no, I would be like, no, that's freaking stupid. And he'd be like, no, I want to do it this way. Like, for example, we used to, we used to hand sand smooth walls because he didn't like using a sanding pole because he thought it scratched. So we would okay. legit go through with sanding sponges and detail sand an entire mm -hmm. job. And I yeah. eventually got to the point where I'm like, this is just, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is dumb. I'm done doing this. Yeah. And um, so we've both had to like feed off of each other and okay. kind of like come to agreements with things like, um, you know, if I'm shorter, so it's it's better for me to get up on stilts when we do angles because they turn out better. But All right. I'm stubborn and I don't necessarily want to do that, but it's yeah. product out better and just kind of both working together to make a better product, but also respecting each other's abilities, if that makes sense. Yeah, anyway, it takes time yeah. to buy, dial in a partnership like that. Yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, we're great now. We have exact things that we do, but it's not like we don't, you know, we still get into arguments on the job yeah. and we have days where it's just, yeah, you don't talk so many pressures from home. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to go yeah. into this room back here, Ryan. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'm probably going to eat lunch back there today too. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't seem to be by myself right now, <laughs> but there's been plenty of times where I've been like, you know what? I'm just like, not in the mood for this today. Or like, we just kind of, you know, we'll, Get oh, in yeah. arguments and things, but we have to work it out because the job has to get done. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it's um, just stronger in that way because we do have to work through whatever our differences are. Because yeah, we still you guys are it. you guys are married, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long have you been married? Uh, we just had our seventeenth year yesterday. Seventeenth, seventeenth yeah. anniversary. Yeah, seventeenth anniversary. Congratulations! Yeah, yesterday, huh? Yeah, it was yesterday. What do you do? We didn't do anything. We worked. 
Oh my gosh. And sweated and, and textured all day. And then you heard it here first, drywall shorty. She's not just uh she's not just <laughs> <laughs> she's not just making videos. She's yeah. out there, she's out there uh busting ass. Yes. <laughs> every day. <laughs> um, super cool. Uh yeah, we had Christy Slade on too. Christy Slade was the second. Oh man, I love Christy. She's so sweet. Oh my god, yeah, so she's good. she's a doll. Uh, yes, which is uh, the most important. If you had a pearl of wisdom you could bestow on the drywall community, locally, globally, nationally, what would you say? What would you say to all the crazy drywallers out there listening in? Don't be afraid to try something new. Um, the industry has changed a lot. There's so many different formulas, products, tools coming out. I think we automatically think that somebody's trying to sell us something or hawk their crap on us, or mm -hmm. um, it can be such a negative trade when in actuality, the people that are most likely making these products like Fresco Harmony or some of the other specialty products, they're just drywallers that are trying to make the industry better. And mm -hmm. I think we're so quick to like jump down their throats and be like, stop selling me your snake oil when in actuality mm -hmm. it's just another drywaller trying to make the industry better and just you know give it a chance and, and see what happens i mean worst Love case route you know 50 bucks or whatever it's not the end of the world yeah. so it's your brother and sister like yeah, out, out there out there trying to do something cool yeah just trying to make it better trying yeah. to do something different so yeah and i think we're all such negative Nellies sometimes that you just shut people down before they even get started. Love it. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um, at, speaking of new tools, there's uh, a couple new tools, the tech dry tool. Have you, uh, have you tried that out yet? No, I haven't. Corey Fisher with, a, you know, this little knife that you. Yeah. I've, I've been seeing that around. Yeah. That's they're cool. cool. They're cool. I got, I got a couple of them. They're, they're kind of neat. My instinct yeah. was to go get my plastic knives, but I was like, no, that I have all three sizes in this one little tool. Yeah, that's I'll just cool. grab that and set it on the kitchen counter while I'm working in this bathroom. Yeah. And yeah, I used two different sides of the blade and that was all I needed. It was pretty cool. Yeah, sounds perfect. And the other one is uh, Mike with the, the yellow jacket, the mixing stand. That one's kind of interesting. I haven't seen that one either. All right. I'll share it with you. It's kind yeah. of cool. It's that like a, cool. it's a mixing stand that the bucket sits on and like, you oh. can leave your drill sitting there. It won't tip over. Oh, that's nice. It holds your yeah. bucket from spinning. Like <clears throat> so cool. Very Sounds cool. Needed. I don't know. There's so many solutions. Like, you know, you'll be at work and be like, ah, why hasn't somebody invented this or struggling yeah. with this or yeah. just simple things. And I think people are just trying to make the industry better, not steal your money from you. So yeah, there's another one too. Shane is going to be on the show next week. He made the uh, the Renegade. Uh, it's a uh, scaffold solution. Oh yeah, yep, I've seen those. Yeah. What do you think of that one? Now you're in the field a lot, and you're in stairwells a lot, and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, what's your take on that? Speak freely. I think it would be good depending if you have like a big um, like a big open staircase you can't set ladders up in safely. Because I know you have to screw those into the wall. So I yeah. guess my thinking is you got to put it up, but then you got to repair the holes that you just screwed in. So then you're making yourself extra work. But maybe yeah. in a place that you would be building a platform anyway, it would yeah. save time. But like for just a simple stairwell, I don't see it really being cost effective. Right. But I would say if you're doing, you know, like a three story stairwell that's open right down the center and there's no other way to get there then that makes sense. Well, but. I'm going to dig in with Shane and find out just why he invented that tool next yeah. on the next episode. You're number 15. Oh, uh, wow. Lydia, Lydia, I know it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Lydia Crowder, wow. Trinity drywall, uh, maybe to be drywall shorty drywall, who knows? Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being on the drywall podcast today um we really appreciate your time and energy and um yeah we'll talk to you soon sounds good all right you have a good day thanks you too thank you bye, bye. special thanks to lydia crowder for being on the drywall podcast today we appreciate your time and your expertise in the drywall industry to help take us out the dark lord himself 
the devil. Thank you, Nick. Always a pleasure being on the Drywall Podcast. I absolutely loved this last interview you did. Thanks for having me, and back to you. Don't mention it, Devil. Always a pleasure to have you on the Drywall Podcast. The Drywall Podcast is brought to you by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. If you're interested in trying Fresco Harmony free, you can email us at info at frescoharmony.com and we'll send you one. We hope you guys have a fantastic day and remember, keep drywalling.